You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 594. If you follow those rules, you are going to end up offering way too low. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lauren Hardy, and you are listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, the number one podcast on all things wholesaling. Today, I am going to ruffle some feathers. I am going to teach you all why your method of offer pricing and comping out homes and coming out with a price to offer a seller is wrong. You have been taught the wrong way, at least a lot of you guys have. I see a rule floating around and it drives me nuts. And the reason this drives me insane is because I followed this rule, this blanket rule for a couple years. And let me tell you, if I known what I know today and what I'm going to tell you today on this episode If I knew this earlier, I would be a lot richer. I would have done a lot more deals. The rule I'm talking about is the ARV times 70% minus repairs. I'm going to tell you why this rule is dumb. So keep listening. I got inspired to do a solo rip on this subject because I saw this image on Instagram floating around. And I looked at it and I go, this is a huge disservice to people who are just getting started in this business and don't understand offer pricing. The image was, it was a whiteboard and the whiteboard had all these rules for coming up with a repair estimate because that student was going to use the ARV times 70% minus repair. So they were trying to come up with a repair estimate kind of rule of thumb. So I'm going to get the image out and read just some of the things that I saw. For example, if the property has a pool or doesn't have a pool, you plus or minus $10,000. You can plus or minus $5,000 per bedroom. You can plus or minus $10,000 if the property has a garage or not. $5,000 for a carport. $5,000 difference between a garage versus a carport. There are a lot of rules. I mean, this is like, this person has easily like 25 bullet points. And this is a lot to remember. If you were comping out homes and you're getting maybe 10, 15 leads a day and you have to remember all these things, I mean, this is a lot. So not only is this just a lot to remember, and I personally think this would get you in analysis paralysis very quickly. It's just wrong. These kind of rules, these blanket rules about the property condition are not consistent with the entire country. That might be consistent in one area of the country, but not the entire country. So it bugs me when I see that because when I got started, that exact thing was taught to me. I was taught to do that exact thing. I was taught to say, okay, 
The property could be worth this if it was fully fixed up. We're going to call that the ARV, after repair value. And then you're going to take 70% of that, okay? And then you're going to minus the repairs. And how you come up with the repairs is you are going to, say, um, do $25 per square foot and times all the square feet it has in it. And then if it needs a garage or it doesn't have a garage, minus 10000 And if it needs a new roof, you minus 5000 I mean, it was just all these rules, Right. And what ended up happening, and I followed those rules, and this is what ended up happening, and this is what's going to happen to you if you follow those rules. If you follow those rules, you are going to end up offering way too low. And that's exactly what I did. When I first got started in real estate investing, I was a house flipper and I would use these rules that I heard from you know seminars and education courses. And... I would end up offering way too low and I would have sellers telling me, well, no, another investor offered me 50,000 more than you're offering me. And I was scratching my head. I could not figure out how this is possible. It took me a very long time to figure out that I was doing things all wrong. And now knowing what I know, I also wasted a lot of time with all these little rules. I can comp a property in five minutes or less. And my team does this every single day. We get like 20 leads at least a day and they are spending less than five minutes coming up with offer prices. And I'm going to teach you how we do that. So, but the first thing I I want to paint the picture for you, I want you to think of houses differently because if you really think about it, it's supply and demand. Okay. The theories of supply and demand go across all types of commodities and goods. The same theories apply, you know, for nail polish, for hairspray. I'm a girl. I'm thinking all things like makeup, right? A chair, a special type of light bulb. I'm going to use the example, and I think this is a very, very good example to use, is of a used car. So imagine that you are in the market to purchase a used car. You are looking for a 2012 Chevy Tahoe. And what what do you do when you are looking to buy a used car? Do you go and you look at the 2012 Chevy Tahoes that you see on autotrader.com and you look for the most do you look for the most expensive one and then you look at all its features? Do you come up with an ARV on a Chevy Tahoe and then you go look for Chevy Tahoes that are used and you start making offers? based on you know what the ARV of the Chevy Tahoe is minus the repairs it might need. No, you don't do that, right? Instead, you go to kellybluebook.com, you type in 2012 Chevy Tahoe, and it gives you like a few options, like good condition, poor condition. I mean, I think it gives you like three options, right? And then it gives you an estimate of what that type of car is worth. And you take that estimate and then you go looking for the 2012 Chevy Tahoe and you just make offers around that estimate or a little bit less, right? The same rule applies for homes. When you are looking at a home, you got a seller lead who owns a house. It's a 1980s home that is in, you know, good condition. It's livable. A tenant lives there. Nothing's really broken. Think of it like you're buying the Chevy Tahoe. So what my team personally does, because this is a moment that everybody gets an analysis paralysis, even 
I can. I have a tool called Go Offer, and Go Offer pulls everyone out of analysis paralysis at this point. So we get the lead, we have the address, and we know whether it's in okay condition, poor condition, is it, you know, you got to scrape the thing, tear the thing down. We can figure out at least categorizing whether it's in okay, good, or poor condition, or excellent condition. And we type the address into Go Offer, okay? And Go Offer gives us a range. And that range right there pops us out of analysis paralysis. It takes two seconds. So the website, if you guys want to look into it, it's www.letsgooffer.com. It's a software and it helps analyze offer pricing all over the country. So we get that range. And then the next step that I tell my team to do is I want you to support the narrative of that range. If you cannot support that narrative, then you need to move the range up. Now, what do I mean by support the narrative of the range? So you are going to get a range from Go Offer. You're going to input the address and you're going to say whether the house is okay, it's in good condition, it's in excellent condition, and Go Offer will teach you how to do that in their training. But once you do that, it gives you, it spits out a range. So let's just say fifty dollars to $65,000. Now I want you to go look. However you guys pull comps, I personally like using PropStream because PropStream can give me the cash sales and I can see that it's specifically an investor that purchased it. I want to find at least three properties that fell within that range. So I go, I look, I would just want to find three that look similar to the subject property. I'm not with like a fine tooth comb looking at the photos and going, oh, wow, well, you know, this property has two and a half bathrooms. Mine only has two. So I need a minus 5,000 for that. No, I am not overthinking it, you guys. I have a range, 50 to 65,000, for example, okay? I just want to find three properties that are of similar age. They look similar. They're about the same size or similar size. And that's about it. If I can find those three addresses, I can now support my narrative to the seller when I'm about to get on the phone with them and explain to them why my offer price needs to be between 50 to 65,000. And I explain the three comps that support that. That right there is the same way you would approach that owner of the Chevy Tahoe, right? You would say, you know, Kelly Blue Book says I need to be at $13,000 for this Chevy Tahoe. And maybe the seller of that Chevy Tahoe, you know, wants $18,000. And you're going to show the owner, hey, here are three Chevy Tahoes, same age, you know, similar model that sold for 12, 11, 13. So, you know, sorry, bro. I know you want 18, but you're asking for too much. It's the same thing. So I'm telling you, if you go at this by, let's look at the ARV, you know, come up with an ARV, and then you're coming up with this crazy repair estimate, which by the way, you're not a contractor, okay? Like you are really just picking a number out of thin air with these with these estimates that a lot of people are coming up with, okay? You are probably going to offer too low. Examples where this happens in my market all the time. And I mean, we go against people. I mean, my market is super saturated. And I hear it all the time from sellers that 
oh yeah, you know, I had this other guy look at it, but he offered me like half as much as you're offering. So of course we're going to take your offer. And it's because that guy or girl is newer and they don't understand offer pricing. And they got a hold of that, you know, ARV times 70 minus repair rule. I can always tell. So an example would be, you know, say a hundred thousand dollar ARV home. I'm just going to throw some random numbers. Okay. You got a hundred thousand dollar ARV home and you take 70% of that and you get 70,000. Right. And then, you know, the, uh, let's see the repairs. Let's, let's come up with a random number based on it. It doesn't have a garage. So I'm going to minus 10,000 for that. And, um, I'm going to take $25 times the square feet and you know it's a thousand square feet, so twenty five thousand, and then okay, so that's thirty five thousand, right? I'm just coming. I'm literally pulling numbers out of thin air. Okay, so let's just say we think repairs going to be thirty five thousand dollars. Okay, so you got seventy thousand minus thirty five thousand. You are now offering the seller thirty five thousand dollars for their home. But then here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come in and I'm going to see that other investors paid 65,000 for the same home. And I'm going to know that if I get that property at least for 60,000, I might make a little fee. I might be able to push and sell the home for 70 to another investor. So I'm going to offer the seller $60,000 you're going to offer the seller because you're following these rules, 35. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to get the deal? Me, of course, right? So you guys, the ARV times 70% minus repair rule is dumb. And I want you guys to stop using that rule. I want you guys to think differently about how you're pricing homes. You need to look at it like, what are the end buyers paying for these homes? The way we come up with our offer pricing saves you so much time, so much headache, and you will absolutely close more deals. Do not make the same mistake I did because I made this mistake for years. No one taught this to me. I never stumbled upon a podcast like this that was telling me I was doing it all wrong. And gosh, I wish I did because I'd be a lot richer. So you guys... If you guys need more help with this, if you guys get stuck in analysis paralysis, remember there is a tool out there. Go to letsgooffer.com. And if you use my code, you get $10 off the monthly subscription. My code is TMF, like this mom flips, TMF. It's cheap. It's like 29 bucks a month, okay? $29 a month to pull you out of analysis paralysis is nothing. I've seen people take 30 minutes to comp out a house And with this tool, it's going to take you like under five minutes. Super easy. It's worth it. Give it a shot. I think they give you like a week for free. So try it out for a week. See if you like it. And again, I I really hope I drove this point home. When you're comping homes out, think of the Chevy Tahoe example. Think of it that way. I cannot think of any better example than buying a used car. They're very, very similar. And that's it, you guys. I hope you liked the advice I gave today. If you guys want to learn more about taking your business virtual, I am coaching all things virtual. Check out www.virtualinvestingmastery.com. I have an awesome coaching program. We are changing lives in this program. My students are killing it. They are not limited to where they live anymore. I have now taught them how they can take their business virtual so they can live anywhere, but invest where they want. So if you guys are interested, check it out. Hope you guys liked the episode today and we'll see you next time. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.